The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. You're very welcome along to the Big Red Bench this Saturday evening. What a massive weekend it is for Cork Camogie. The Rebels are in both the Intermediate and the Senior All-Ireland Finals tomorrow in Croke Park. Senior boss Matthew Toomey and Intermediate Manager Trevor Coleman give their thoughts ahead of those games. We'll also hear from Fiona Keating and our own Hayley Ryan, as well as Linda Mellerick, who gives her thoughts on both games. Before that, Colin Healy reacts to his Cork City, Cork City side 6-1 win last night at the Cross. Plus, we'll round up all of the day's Premier League action. That's all coming up before seven. Aidan Lee here with you until 7 o'clock on the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. If you want to get in touch, 0868-104-106 and at Big Red Bench on Twitter. Um, before we get into the football today, a uh, couple of games ongoing, of course, in the uh, Co-op Superstores Premier Senior Hurling Championship. Uh, Douglas are taking on Kenturk in Moran Abbey. And the latest with 16 minutes gone in the second half, it's Kenturk 1-8, Douglas Two seventeen. Um, so big lead there for for uh, Douglas at the moment. Uh, elsewhere, it's Middleton taking on Newtown Shandrum. I think there was a triple header in Parky Rin today. Um, and of course, later on, Blackrock and Saint Finbars play in Parky Rin at seven. But at the moment, between Middleton and Newtown Shandrum, uh, it's Middleton who lead by six points, one eighteen to fifteen. Um, I think about 13 minutes gone in the second half there and there's one more live game on at the moment and it is Blarney versus Killa in the Senior 8 Championship and after 14 minutes of the second half it's Blarney 16 points Killa 10 uh, as I said later on uh, Black Rock take on St Finbars in Parky Rin at 7 Sarsfields and Charleville meet in Mallow at the same time and earlier in the Senior 8 Championship it ended Carrick 2 116 Bally Marshall 12 points um, and also uh, some very sad news uh, last night coming out of Tipperary of course in Gaelic Games and Tipperary hurler Dylan Quirk passed away after becoming ill while playing in a club game in Semple Stadium last night he, he collapsed before half time on the pitch um, the 24 year old was lining out for Clonalty Ross Moore in their match against Killeroan McDonough's and died after being transferred to Tipperary University Hospital in Clonmel and obviously very very sad for his family his friends his teammates and our thoughts are certainly with all of them at uh, this very difficult time. Um, moving on to uh, the Premier League, which has returned very, very quickly, of course, slightly earlier than usual with the whole uh, World Cup, uh, Winter World Cup uh, going on. Um, at the moment, the live game, it's Everton nil, Chelsea nil, 31 minutes gone at Goodison Park. Uh, let's bring you the full times from the three o'clocks and uh, let's start off with Tottenham who beat Southampton fairly comfortably in the opening game of their Premier League season Guy Swindles 
Spurs four, Southampton one. Southampton actually took the lead in the 12th minute. Fine finish from Ward Prowse, but that just spurred Spurs on. They were level in less than 10 minutes. Sessegnon's thumping header from Kulashevsky's wonderful cross. And then just on the half hour mark, they made it 2-1. Dyer stooping to head home Son's cross. In the second half, it was largely one-way traffic. There was an unfortunate own goal by Saliso before Kulashevsky finished it off with a good finish. Southampton had their moments. Spurs had more. Spurs 4, Southampton 1. Yeah, not a great debut for Gavin Bizzuno, of course, in the sticks uh, for Southampton. But uh, by all accounts, it would have been uh, a lot more than than four if if it, if it hadn't been for Bizzuno. Um That defence is fairly tragic, I have to say, Southampton. And to be honest with you, Ralph Hasenutl, I'd say. I don't even know if he's planning on sticking out the whole season there because he's been kind of flirting with a move away back to either Germany or somewhere like that uh, for, for quite a while so uh, I can't see him lasting the season where he's going to get sacked or leave of his own accord but uh, not a great start for Southampton at all at all however Newcastle uh, had a great start 2-0 win over Nottingham Forest of course Forest back in the Premier League for 23 years however they will have to wait for their first win Newcastle 2 Nottingham Forest nil work to do for Forest here they've been comfortably swatted away at St James's Park by a Newcastle side who were purring by the final whistle after trying to overwork the ball into shooting positions time and time again Fabian Scher Newcastle's centre half decided to let fly from 25-30 yards and into the goal it flew Henderson nowhere near it Callum Wilson at a second a lovely little first time finish dinked over the despairing Henderson it confirmed a comfortable afternoon for the hosts Newcastle 2 Nottingham Forest 0 and a surprise as well uh, with Bournemouth who started life back in the Premier League with a 2-0 win over Aston Villa not a lot expected of Bournemouth this year because they didn't exactly add to the squad after getting promoted out of the Championship but a good start today 3 points David Gard reports Bournemouth 2, Aston Villa 0, Bournemouth are back with a bang, a lightning start saw Jefferson Lerma score from a corner as the Cherries dominated most of the early exchanges, Villa barely mustered a shot unless it was from long range and just when it looked like Bournemouth might be wilting in the sun, Kiefer Moore headed home from a Lloyd Kelly cross, 10 minutes from time to make it 2-0 and end any chance the Midlands club had of turning it around Marcus Tavernier impressed on his debut in midfield and Lerma was good at both ends in a back three Villa eclipsed in the sunshine, Stephen Jerry hot and bothered on the touchline and it wasn't because of the weather Bournemouth 2 Aston Villa 0 and another Irishman making his debut at a new club uh, was Nathan Collins uh, unfortunately uh, not the result he would have wanted either Leeds United came from behind to beat Wolves 2-1 at Ellen Road uh, this afternoon it was actually a good game it was on Premier Sports watched it uh, watched most of it uh, pretty good game Adam Jury reports an 8 Nori own goal gave Leeds a 2-1 win over Wolves. The hosts got off to an awful start when a Pedence volley on six put the Wolves in front, but Leeds responded well to conceding, equalising on 24 through Rodrigo. Wolves were the better side in the second half, but they failed to make it count. The winner came on 74 when Bamford squared the ball for Aronson in the box, but 8 Nori could only turn it past his keeper, handing Leeds the points. Full-time at Ellen Road, they finished Leeds 2, Wolves 1. 
and I suppose the shock of the weekend so far anyway Liverpool being held to a 2-all draw in their Premier League opener away to Fulham Nigel Bidmead reports Newly promoted Fulham executed their game plan perfectly and were unlucky not to start the season with three points Alexander Mitrovic scored twice the first a far post header the second a penalty and his all-round game was impressive Liverpool had to come from behind twice and they were far from their best but Darwin Nunez and Mo Salah looked good together Nunez scoring a cute one on his debut and Salah hitting a late equaliser Fulham 2 Liverpool 2 yeah, I think I have a clip here of uh, Gergen Klopp um, complaining about something, I suppose, as per. We are used to more dominance and um, we never could get that because we, we just played not good enough, not quick enough, not precise enough, all these kind of things. And the best news about this game is the result. Yeah, I think he complains about a dry pitch as well. Uh, he's fond of an all excuses, Jürgen. Uh, not a great start for them, but I'm sure now it won't make much difference come the end of the season. Uh, Scottish Premiership champion Celtic scored two late goals to maintain their 100% start to the new season. Lille Abada's strike helped them secure a 3-1 victory at Ross County. Alfredo Morales scored in his return from injury as Rangers made it two wins from as many games by beating Kilmarnock 2-0. Jim Goodwin recorded his biggest success as Aberdeen manager they thrashed St. Mirren 4-1 while Stevie May's 94th minute goal earned St. Johnston a 2-1 win at Motherwell. Now turning attentions to um, uh, proceedings here at home I suppose Cork City in action in the FAI Women's Cup they play Athlone Town in the last date that kicks off at 7pm this evening and of course last night Cork City continue their march to the SSE Electricity First Division title. They, <coughs> excuse me. They defeated Athlone 6-1 at the cross last night. Barry Coffey netted a hat-trick. Here's boss Colin Healy with Cullum. Colin, a good win, a big win. I mean, we mentioned during the week you were up in Athlone earlier on in the year. They caused you problems tonight. You were very much in control from the off, really. Yes, no, I thought we were very, very good um, right from the start. You know, we got an early goal uh, through Barry Coffey, uh, which is which is always good to get. But defensively, we, we were good. Um, and good attitude, good attitude from everybody. And um, overall, um, very happy with the performance. Um, Barry Coffey obviously got the hat trick. He got the two goals kind of back to back in the first half as well. Nice to see him getting banging in the goals, isn't it? Really? No, no, it is. It's you know for for Barry, he has that. He, he's um, he's a goal scoring midfielder. Um, you know, and it's important too that you know we just don't rely on our centre forwards and the wide players for goals as well. So it's important too that we get goals from from other areas in the pitch. And you know, you see there tonight with Josh and Keane, you know, um, good set plays again this week. So which, which is great and which is important as well that you know we spread out the goals throughout the team and the fact that you were so comfortable it allows you to make a few changes which uh, in the second half you kind of made all of your changes it was important to kind of rotate the squad I suppose a bit especially with a, a very very busy period coming up now two games next weekend absolutely and when we, we, we got into that position it was always in the back of my head that, that, that we would do it and I know some lads want to stay on the pitch and score goals and but we have a strong squad and you know we, if we have the chance to, to do that we, we'll bring on the other lads and um, you know and it's good to do that we've got a lot of games coming up um, important games coming up so um, it was good to do that such a close title race I mean it's important in terms of goal difference it could end up coming down to goal difference as well and he added a nice few on tonight yeah no it is it is and you know when you when you go in at half time I think we were we were, were we training yeah. train up um, and the message inside was that we get the next goal and we get the, we get another one after that and you know we, we, we have to and, and the players they responded very very well to it and which was um, which is important because you know when people come here and they think oh just because at loan at the bottom table it's oh I should listen it's easy it's, it's never an easy game like so players have to be focused they have to be professional
professional in what they do and when they come out and put on a good performance and you know the fans turn out tonight I think they enjoyed it they, 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 they've seen a lot of goals and um, which is great which is great for them Great support tonight obviously not as big a crowd as the Galway game but great support tonight as well and I mean it's been the way all season It has, it's been brilliant it's been brilliant and you know as I said we, we appreciate it um, so much um, when they come out um, they support the team they get right behind the team and, and that's what we want and the players they strive off it and it's um, it's all so important even for the city you get the city get behind the team and it's um, yeah, it's brilliant yeah. you're really into the running now I think it's only nine games left after tonight like I mean so it's it's just you're going to have to just keep going out there keep getting the points on the board and it's good to have a couple of home games in a row you had tonight and you have two now next weekend as well yeah, yeah, we we have. Um, you know, it's important. We know the, the next game is treaty, treaty, treaty on Friday. So um, we'll focus on that one. Um, so we'll um, we, we we'll work um, during the week on, on that one. So, so I keep saying it. We take one game as it comes. You know, we take one game. As it, it was great there tonight that we got the goals and we could take off lads and you know and just give other lads minutes. So which is important. But we'll um, we'll focus on treaty and um, you know hopefully that players come in. Keep saying it. We recover and um, we go again Monday I suppose this is the time of the season now where you need the lads really focused isn't it you can't let it slip at the stage like yeah it is and you know we've been saying that all season and even last year with the players we had last year that is that when they when they come and play and play in, in Turner's Cross and wherever they play is that there's standards there's high standards and you got to keep them from yourself even 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 as a person you just there's high standards you know you're professional players and you know you go up and perform and once you drop your standards you know people people will um, people will take your place and you know the, the players at the moment they've been fantastic um Defensively, we've been we've been brilliant. Um, attacking players have been we've been fantastic, and just hopefully we can just keep that going. Yeah, it didn't really matter, damn. Obviously, with the scoreline, but conceding the goal at the end, the players seemed a bit disappointed at the Absolutely. goal. Absolutely, we're all disappointed. Do you know we want a clean sheet? We want a clean sheet, and we're, we're disappointed. And we just we just got sloppy in possession, and we and we got caught. And, and I don't like that. I don't like that. We work hard, and you know defensively things during the week, and you know it's clean sheet is very important and, and we want that and you know we've been very very good but it was just just probably a lack of concentration and possession which, which caught us but it's, um, it's something that you know uh, I don't like and I don't like and obviously the players don't like it either so um, yeah happens thanks Colin well done cheers yeah, Colin Healy there speaking to Cullum after the big 6-1 win last night at the Cross and of course the other big result Galway United 2, Wexford 2 which means that Cork City now have a three point gap at the top of the table plus a game in hand and uh, I presume that game in hand is going to be caught up on um, next weekend uh, when uh, Cork City yeah, it will be Cork City play Waterford on Monday after playing Treaty United on Friday so uh, it'll be uh, all square again and games played front anyway uh, let's see where Cork City are after they, uh, they they complete that Raheem Sterling has just scored has he just scored no oh, the flag's gone up he hasn't just scored his first goal for Chelsea uh, he had the ball in the back of the net 42 minutes gone but the linesman has put his flag up but uh, probably go to VAR and uh, I'm sure in about 10 minutes time they might make an old decision on it let's see it here yeah he's offside right uh, shot comes in from Kante and uh on the rebound Sterling is offside so nil all still at Goodison Park Um, now let's move on to the Camogie and what a massive massive weekend it is 
as look as we know Croke Park Cork face Galway in the Intermediate All-Ireland Final and then the Rebels take on Kilkenny in the Senior Decider um, huge huge weekend huge for the players and all involved and a fantastic uh, fantastic day out for all uh, Cork supporters uh, tomorrow if you're if you're making your way up there if you're travelling tomorrow give us a text 0868 104 106 tell us tell us about the journey tomorrow the plan ahead um, and to preview both games John McCarthy spoke to the Echoes Linda Mellerick Delighted to be joined here on Cork Street FM's Big Red Bench by Echo Live.ie and Echo columnist and camogie expert Linda Mellerick back on the show this Linda it's been too long how are you? I'm very good sir how are you? I'm really good. It's lovely to talk to you again. Um, and what a nice time to be talking to you about Camogie. We're coming off a minor All-Ireland success earlier in the summer under Jerry Wallace. This past weekend, Donny Daly led the under-16s to three in a row at Camogie. And we have a double header in Crow Park that we cannot wait for on Sunday. The Cork Intermediates taking on Galway. The Cork Seniors taking on Kilkenny in the Glen Dimplex All-Ireland Finals. Um, I assume you're excited and looking forward to both games. But can I get your assessment of Trevor Coleman and the Cork Intermediates first and how well they've done to get to an All-Ireland final? Also, look, um, obviously, and each time you get to an All-Ireland final, it's, it's, it's a tremendous job, well done. Um, I've been at a lot of the intermediate games when they weren't clashing with the senior game. Um, I think they had, you know, they, um, they had ups and downs, but they learned a huge amount on the way. Uh, they got stronger as it went on. The championship went on. They had a tough encounter up in Derry. Um, but they still top their group. Uh, very impressive the following week against Kildare. Uh, and, you know, I think that the feat to Derry was a blessing in disguise. The fact that they ended up meeting them in the All-Ireland semi-final, you know, had they beaten Derry um, in their own backyard, you know, would they have been as mentally prepared uh, for the game um, last week? So, um, listen to get to know and find it's just tremendous and to have four teams there on the back of the underages you've mentioned I mean it's, it really is just I mean there's so many people you know can be so proud of, of where where Cork is in, is it, in regards to uh, Camogie I mean to have two underage titles I mean we could do a clean sweep here yeah. and even if we don't the fact that we've been to four finals you know for, for the clubs that put the hurlies into the hands of these girls first day uh, to the county board, to the brilliant development officers out there, um, and to the current management squads um, of, of of all these teams, you know, fair play and, and well done. Very well said. And as you said, there's plenty of counties out there would would love to get to one final at whatever grade. Cork, the, the fact that Cork are contesting for just shows that the effort that's going in at ground level and that certainly helped at underage level and it's coming through now at intermediate. Just finally on the intermediates, Linda, the fact that it's Galway, the fact that it's Cahill Murray standing across the you know, from the, the dugout from them, this is a really, really tough task for Cork. It is a, t- a tough task, um, but any All-Ireland final is a tough task. I mean, you know, unquestionably, both teams are capable of winning this All-Ireland. I think Cochrane with a great chance. I watched the Galway and Meath game last weekend before the Cork and Derry game. Um, you know, and I suppose Cork and, Tur- you know, Derry and Meath were probably both feeling that they left the game behind them. But Galway and Cork dug out great wins, and, and that shows great character. Uh, in the second half, you know, at uh, uh, Meads were four points down at half time, came out in the second half and really, you know, trumped the Galway goal. But, the, you know, their final delivery, their final pass, their, their, their first touch, the jitters just left them down at crucial moments, I think. And while they, 
piling on all the pressure and they got a few points. It was Galway then that got the goal on against the run of play on the break. And and still Mead drew uh drew the game at two six apiece, but they never got in front. And then Galway came back again with another goal and, and that's what you gotta be you know, you have to admire Galway for weathering the storm, you know, being calm and composed and then coming back up the field and getting, you know, two crucial goals at the important time. From Cork's perspective, I think they have a better forward line than than Mead. I don't think Cork, when they're on song, are very impressive. Um, at times, maybe overdo the passion a bit. I'd like to see one or two more forwards take on the responsibility. But it's easy to let in the stand. But they're all very good hurlers. They're very capable. They're more than capable of winning this on Ireland. I'm not just saying that because I'm from Cork. I think, you know, if they approach the game in the right manner, um, I think they've got a very strong panel. Uh, Trevor and, the, and his management team will probably start the same team that started the semi-final. Um, but Caitlin Hickey, Hickey swung the game when she came in, and she and she will come in again mm. um, in the All Ireland final. And she's a massive impact sub. Eva O'Callaghan, another a great defender. So Cork have strength in depth, and I think they need to use it. When the, um, and every team will tell you that you know I, I don't think there's ever been 15 that have gone to Croke Park and fin- started and finished at the same 15 and that's what your panel is for but I think Cork have a great chance I think Galway Colin Murray is very astute he's been there so many times he's won the Intermediate All-Ireland and Senior All-Ireland he's won the double before um, he'll be well prepared but you know um, Cork will be very prepared too and Trevor and the managing team have done their analysis on teams they know where their strengths and weaknesses are um, so I think Cork will have a great chance to be honest Excellent stuff. Um, let's turn to the senior final because it's a huge day for the Cork seniors, obviously going toe-to-toe with the team that they had such an epic semi-final with last year in Kilkenny. They've come through much like the intermediates, I, I'd say to Linda, a lot of ups and downs both on and off the pitch this year, but to be at an All-Ireland final for Matthew Toomey and for his backroom team, this is what they aimed for, this is what they wanted, this is where they wanted to be. Now, they mightn't have got there the way they wanted to get there, but they're there and that's the key thing. But if if the Cork intermediates challenge against Galway is a tough one, Brian Dolan and this, this Kilkenny team the way they dispatched Galway in the semi-finals they are the form team of the championship and Cork which is something they haven't necessarily done throughout the year they've got to deliver a full 60 minute performance would you agree with that assessment? I would I would absolutely um, but Cork love all Ireland finals <laughs> and they you know and um, you know if you look at the semi-final between Cork and Waterford and you look at Galway and Kilkenny there was there was a big gap in standard and there was a gap in the speed of the game mm-hmm. the second game against the, the Galway and uh, Kilkenny was much faster but, but and people commented on that to me but that wouldn't worry me at all because Cork are more than capable of raising the tempo in Croke Park I mean they were they were in last year's All-Ireland final and it was a humdinger of a game and it was in the dying minutes they lost it and this year they were in a, a, a great uh, National League final as well, lost it, but were more than a match for Galway. Um, and it was just, you know, the dying minutes of the game again. So um, Cork haven't been firing off cylinders. They've played in, they've, they've played in six and starts. Um, we're probably not getting as much out of our forward line as I would like, but that's the way the game has gone now. Um, you see, I mean, most of our forwards are dragged out the field, but the opposition are doing the same. Um, and you see the middle third completely congested, and you have two, maybe three inside. They are trying to get the fastball in, and, and everyone's trying to do it. And you're trying to get that bit of space. They're trying to get the goals. But if you look at all the games, there's very few goals. 
it's all points. And if your outfield players, it's your defenders and uh, your wing backs and your your midfielders coming through, they're picking up a lot of the scores. Um, I mean, Cork in the league final there, they scored 113 and seven other points came from Josh McCarthy, Laura Hayes, and Ashton Thompson. So, um, but I think there's a big game in Cork. And, and, and they always bring a performance to Croke Park. So, you know, I would if I was Brian Dowling, he's probably worried. The fact that Cork have come into this game under the radar and haven't been performing and lost the tip and struggled against Waterford, that all counts for nothing. It really counts for nothing on Sunday. And uh, I think, and I genuinely feel that this game is very hard to call. Um, and, and, and it certainly is 50-50 in my view. Indeed they are. Both games are going to be tough to call. Um, as we said, on Sunday in Croke Park, Cork versus Galway in the Glen Dimplex All-Ireland Intermediate Final, followed immediately after by Cork versus Kilkenny in the Glen Dimplex All-Ireland Senior Final. We're hoping as many fans will make the trip to Crow Park and get behind the two Cork teams as possible. So please, if you can make it at all, get yourselves up to Crow Park. In the meantime, Linda Mellerick, thank you very, very much for your time and your expert analysis. And we will talk again next week. And hopefully, hopefully, we'll be talking about two Cork victories from Crow Park. Please God. Thanks, Ger. Linda and Ger there uh, previewing the big games tomorrow, of course, Intermediate and Senior All-Irelands. will continue that build-up after the break. First, uh, let's bring you some full-time results. Um, the Cork, uh, the Cork Superstores Premier Senior Hurling Championship and Douglas have defeated Kent Hark 224-110. Uh, the game is also doubled up as the Red FM uh, semi-final, uh, Division 1 semi-final. So, uh, Douglas uh, winning by 17 points uh, on the day. Uh, and uh, progressing to league final as well as doing their championship uh, hopes uh, a world of good uh, in the senior age championship Blarney defeated Killa it was a tight one 19 points to 18 it finished there and in the other Premier Senior uh, Championship game reigning champions Middleton have gotten back on track they've defeated Newtown Chandram 128 to 18 points now uh, there was a long delay in the Chelsea and Everton game there was 8 minutes added on we're into the 52nd minute of the first half, the 53rd in fact, and Chelsea have a penalty. Uh, Jorginho standing over the penalty. Of course, uh, well-renowned for his uh, hop, skip and a jump penalty technique. And he faces Jordan Pickford in goals. It was actually Ben Godfrey picked up a really bad ankle injury early in the first half. That's why there was such a long delay and uh, such a long amount of stoppage time. So it is Jorginho versus uh, Pickford in the Everton goal. Hop, skip and he, not really much of a jump, but he places it perfectly into the uh, right-hand bottom corner if you were the goalkeeper there. Uh, great penalty by Jorginho 1-0 Chelsea late late on in the first half uh, I'd say pretty much half time there anyway after the break we continue our build up to the uh, All-Ireland Senior and Intermediate Camogie Finals we'll hear from the managers Matthew Toomey and Trevor Coleman as well as some of the players that's all coming up don't go away The Big Red Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie Cork's Red FM you're very welcome back to the Big Red Bench here on Red FM. Aidan Leahy here with you until 7 o'clock before we get back into the build-up to the Camogie Ireland Finals tomorrow. Let's get a report on that goal. Shane Pennington is at Goodison Park where Jorginho has given Chelsea the lead from the penalty spot. 
It's Everton nil, Chelsea one, and Jorginho has put the visitors in front from the penalty spot after a rather rash challenge inside the area by Decore. He brought down Ben Chilwell, who was trying to break through the lines. The referee, Craig Poisson, pointed straight to the spot, and Jorginho, with his hop, skip and a jump, sent Jordan Pickford the wrong way and slotted it into the left-hand bottom corner. It's Everton nil, Chelsea one. Yeah, as I said before the break, though, it wasn't as, as big a hop, skip and a jump as he usually gives it, but uh, it was a fantastic penalty. Better than the one he hit in the Euros final, I suppose, anyway. At least it went in. Um, yeah, gone half-time there, as we said. Uh, we'll get a, a, a half-time report on that as well, because they'll have uh, something to say about the injury, I'm sure, to Ben Godfrey, which looked fairly nasty and led to eight minutes added on in injury time in the first half. Right, let's get back into the camogie and um, the build-up to the finals that's going to start off. Uh, I'm going to start off with the intermediate uh, final and we're going to hear from Trevor Coleman. They face Galway. Okay, so next Sunday is going to be a very special one for Cork Camogie. Not alone are the senior team in All-Ireland action, All-Ireland final action against Kilkenny, but the Cork intermediate team are also in All-Ireland final action against Galway as the curtain raiser to a, uh, to a rare double hitter involving the two uh, teams from the same county. We're delighted to say we're joined here on the Big Red Bench by a man who's been very good to us this year in terms of access and talking to us uh, about the intermediate's progress, and that is the manager Trevor Coleman. Trevor, you're very welcome back again to the Big Red Bench. Uh, thanks a million, Josh. And look, to be, before we start this, well, thanks for all your support, all the others. It's been absolutely brilliant to, to me, our management team, and to all the goals. I mean, we thank Red FM sincerely. And I thank you for not laughing at me at the times I mixed up the senior and inter- intermediate opponents. <laughs> We've done that quite a lot, including the pre runner to this. But anyway, you are, Trevor, where you and the players wanted to be at the start of the year. You said that to me in one of our first interviews. You weren't looking ahead beyond the, the league and then obviously the provincial championships, but the goal of this particular group of players and this management team and you as the manager was to get to an All-Ireland final. Fair? Yeah, I, I, I suppose it was. So look, we met on the 29th of December Open Bishop Stone was our first time meeting the players. We, we probably brought along a panel of about 50 and we made it known to them that our goal for the year was to reach an All-Ireland final. Okay, again, our goal in the league was to reach the final of the league. Unfortunately, we didn't succeed there but again, in the league there was probably three senior teams involved Wexford, Antrim, and I, there was one other that can't come to me at the moment but look we did well in the league we got to the semi-final we were the only intermediate team left at that stage and then we, we went on to the All-Ireland series and again we were there to the goals that all aim was like to get to an All-Ireland final but then we went back into the notion that we'll take a one step at a time we told the goals we've seven steps okay to win in an All-Ireland and this is step seven that's coming to us on Sunday and again look it's exactly what you said it's where we want to be and look it's where the goals deserve to be they have to put in a massive effort they've travelled the length of the other country playing challenge matches and again some of the goals are from down west some of them are down east and to get to, to the city for training every day half or six does great for the due to these goals you know Yeah and I've said that about your panel from seeing it from the sideline like there's a real nice buzz and a nice you know you can see the camaraderie within it. You can't manufacture that. It's either there or it isn't. You needed that togetherness to get over Derry in the semi-final at Nolan Park in Kilkenny where you won 14 to 110. Could I put it to you, Trevor, that like from a management team's point of view, you want to win a semi-final first. It doesn't matter how you do it. You just win it. But winning in such a tight game and having your team pushed to the limit by that Derry team is the best pro- possible preparation you could have asked for. I, I suppose it is, Joe. Look, we spoke all week and we spoke to you the week before, previous just All we wanted to do was fall over the line. Semi-finals are, like, it's my first time being involved in inter-county level and uh, at this, this level. So I, I thought the build-up to the semi-final of the week is absolutely horrible. I remember going up on the bus and it hit me for some reason. I was sitting in the bus, I was up the front and I said, what do I say to these goals? 
if we lose. I was there. I, I actually hit a wall. And look, to be fair, it took me about five minutes just to have, get, gather my thoughts and get over it. And look, the, these goals have shown tremendous character all year. Like, in the build-up to the semi-final, we actually had a, about a COVID the first week. The second week, we had two injuries. I had to do fitness tests on the Saturday before the semi-final. So there was a lot of things went on for these two weeks build-up to it. Look again, the goals regrouped. They got together. They decided that they were going to give it everything. And the characters they showed coming down the home stretch at, at, I think it was in three stages in the second half we went to uh, goal down we went to point down and then we went to point down again and the character they showed to come back it was absolutely a credit to them and a credit to their clubs as well to be fair to them you know like we're, we're on the side and all we can do is guide them and guide them as best we can but as you say the bond within the group that we have at the moment uh, look it's exceptional like we, we, we try as management to do what's best for the goals and to make them feel welcome and to be, make them feel happy in an environment and as I said to you before Previously, the worst night of the week for me is the Thursday night calling out the team because, again, I speak about my panel and the management panel. Like, they all want to play and they're all good enough to play, and it's hard to be telling goals that, look, unfortunately, you're not starting this week. But again, you see last weekend against Delhi, we made three substitutions Caitlin Hickey, Rachel O'Shea, and Ethan Collin, and they all had massive, massive impact on the game. But again, look, it's going to be a new game in the All-Ireland Finals. We have to reevaluate Galway and see what they're like. And as a wise man once said to me, God rest his soul, Paul O'Connor, it's, it's horses for courses. When you when you go to these days, we have to look at Galway in a different view and see what team that we put out suits them, you know? Yeah, and you mentioned Galway. They overcame me 3-9-2-8 in their semi-final. They have not lost the championship game all season. This is a really, really good team with the same amount of depth, I think, as yourself, Trevor, and the panel. In terms of the challenge that they pose, they're going to go in as favourites, but it's in Crow Park. It's all earned final day. How important is it like, for the players in your team that you know you forget about the stadium that's around you and you just play the grass, you play the pitch, because you're going to have to hit the ground running against this Galway team? Oh, definitely, Joe. Look, Galway are training, they, they train as, uh, together, uh, as one panel, they're seniors and intermediates, so they have a lot of experience going into this game. Look, they have a manager who's been around the block, to be fair to Colin Murray. He's done massive things for Camogie, he's been around the block as well, and he knows, he knows the stuff, he's been to Crow Park a good few times. You know, so look, again, we, yes, Joe, we do have to hit the ground running, but we've every faith in our goals. A- again, at the end of the day, it's, it's all about in between the white lines, the four white lines that we used to go out and play between, and as I said to a previous person, like I played this game you know, up in the green of family and then I said if I had that if we could win the game you know it doesn't bother me where we play we have to get that into the goal's head this week that they have to go and play the game not play the surroundings or not play the crowd and hopefully look they've, they've answered every call we've made this year to be fair to them like it's one more call any time for the, uh, from the week so hopefully they'll do that and um, hopefully we will talk that That'd be some crowded foreign if it was played up there, actually. I'm just thinking that. No, you, might, you might be onto something there, Trevor. We'll come back to it again, maybe. But uh, an, an interesting suggestion. Um, the gap between the end of the group stages and the semifinals was a long one for you, OK? You've had two weeks now between beating Derry and getting to Crow Park. Uh, could I put it to you this time around that maybe the gap of two weeks was actually a good thing for you, for the injuries to rest and for players to recuperate that might have been ill? It, it was huge. So like, like we've, we've a couple of players, like I'm just not naming some, we John Casey that probably came straight into the cocktail up mm. after being there in the month of final in the scala, probably got no rest. 
You know what I mean? So like it's like so hard. We we a lot of players played with Shandong that was playing three or four games a week coming up to up to nearly November December. And again, them goals needed rest as well. So every opportunity we get, we do rest the goals because sometimes like people are afraid to rest players. So a rest can sometimes be as good as a hard training session. You know, we just have to judge it. Look, we we've good lads involved, good lads around me. So, uh, Mark Eaton doing our strength and conditioning. To be fair to him, he knows when the goals need a rest. He knows when do we have to push them. And as a management team, look, we probably met coming down after the Derry game, the last of Derry up in Derry, mm. and like we think we have a team that probably just needs to train hard through everything. You know, and which they've responded at the last couple of weeks. We probably came back on a Tuesday night, but other than that, we, we train away as normal. And then we try and make it uh, as simple and as straightforward and as normal as uh, as we can for the goals. And to be fair, that they've reacted well to it, you know. Just finally, Trevor, because we've spoken an awful lot this year and we really appreciate, again, the time and the patience that you've given us here in Red FM and your players, access to players has been fantastic. Have you had, it's a stressful time for a manager and a management team. There's no getting away from that when you get to an all earned final. But have you been able to learn how to enjoy it? Well, look, to be fair, I, we, we were in Crow Park uh, on Wednesday, which was a match We travelled up together because, look, Matthew has been there. He's done it. So it was great for me to travel up with three hours up, three hours down. It was great to get a bit of information off Matthew. And to be fair to all the other managers up there, look, even Brian Downey from Kilkenny, they were all very nice. And look, they're all holding people, Kamori people. So it was great to get a conversation. Have I time yet to let it sink in and enjoy it? Probably not. But again, I do, uh, we're, as management, are trying to get everything all the way this week. Where next week, hopefully, I'll be able to enjoy the running. Look, again, the, the wife and the family at home, the wife is chairperson, the person with Kamori. So they're in the middle of trying to get things ready for Amy Lee who was captain of the senior team so I, I have that on one side of the family the daughters with the cock 17s as well so I have to try and get her to matches as well so and the other daughter was in college so look it, it's full time at the moment but that's where I like it all look if, if I probably time to sit down and think about it I might overthink it so I, I, I'm happy enough taking all the pressure on me as manager to try and organise it once, once the goals don't have to get involved in it you know well, excellent stuff. And uh, short on the final being moved to Farnry. At the moment, it's going ahead of Crow Park. <laughs> Cork, and, Cork and Galway this year's All-Ireland Intermediate Final. Everybody in the big red bench in Cork's Red FM, Trevor, are rooting for you on the day. Not just the senior team, but you as well. You've had a long run to get there. You deserve to be there. Let's hope you can take that final step uh, and make it a memorable afternoon. We look forward to talking to you at Crow Park on, on Sunday for the All-Ireland Intermediate Final. And thanks a million, John. And hopefully, look, I'm best to look to Matthew and his seniors. And hopefully, we'll have a 16 all over as well in our pocket by the time we go to here. You know, and best to look to Donny and his management team. Yeah, and of course they did end up, of course, with the with the under sixteen title. So that's one uh, in the bag, as uh, as Trevor was saying there. Trevor Coleman speaking to Jerry McCarthy. Let's get a halftime update uh, from Goodison Park. Chelsea lead Everton one nil. Here's Shane Pennington. It's Everton nil, Chelsea one, and Jorginho's penalty late on in injury time at the end of the first half separates the two sides. It was Ben Chilwell who was brought down in the area by Abdul Decore. Referee Craig Pawson points straight to the spot, and Jorginho scored from twelve yards out. Prior to that, Chelsea probably had the better chances. Raheem Sterling had had the ball in the back of the net, but it was ruled out for offside. And also Mason Mount saw a shot well pushed away by Jordan Pickford. Everton have had their chances too, though. Tarkovsky with a header, forcing a good save from Mendy. And Decore has also headed wide. But a real blow for Frank Lampard early on in the game when Ben Godfrey was stretched off after a nasty-looking challenge inside his own area on Kai Havels. But at half-time, it's Everton nil, Chelsea won. Yeah, 
I'd say that injury to Ben Godfrey is uh, going to be fairly serious. His leg kind of got stuck underneath him, making a challenge in his own box. And uh, yeah, ankle, I'd say. In uh, uh, did a bit of damage to the ankle, so um, probably going to be out and uh, gets a. Uh, Gets a slight bit tougher for Frank Lampard, um, but let's see if uh, his men can turn it around against his old side, Chelsea. Let's continue with the Camogie build-up. Here is our very own Hayley Ryan, of course, uh, presenter on Red FM uh, with Cork Intermediates. She's uh, speaking to Jerry ahead of tomorrow. Now, it is a real pleasure to welcome back to Cork's Red FM's Big Red Bench, one of our guests from a little bit earlier in the season that we got a huge reaction to uh, for non-sporting reasons, for Love Island reasons, but we get to all that at the end of the conversation. But it's fantastic to be talking to one of uh, Cork's Red FM's rising stars on the Saturday Breakfast Show, 7 to 10 a.m. every Saturday. You should be tuning in to hear the one and only Hayley Ryan. Hayley, how are you? I'm very well, Joe. How are you? I'm good. The reason you are back on with us on the Big Red Bench once again is because you have qualified, along with the Cork Intermediates, for this weekend's All-Ireland Intermediate, Glendimplex All-Ireland Intermediate Final uh, at Croke Park, where you will take on Galway. And it's part of a doubleheader, obviously, Cork uh, taking on Kilkenny in the senior game immediately afterwards. First of all, congratulations on reaching an All-Ireland Final. Um, you had to do it the hard way, though, and you, it was really put up to you by a Derry team that you had lost to earlier in the year. You beat them 14-110 to in Nolan Park, Kilkenny, it wasn't easy, but I would imagine relief just to get over the line, Hayley. Yeah, relief is exactly what it was at that final whistle. It was a very, very tough game. Um, I knew at halftime, we went in two points up at halftime, but we all knew that that was just, that wasn't the end of that dairy side at all. And then the second half, it was it was touch and go, to be honest. I didn't, we did kind of panic a small bit when the goal went in, but we just, in fairness, everyone just dug deep and thankfully we were able to to, to come away with a win. Yeah, I mentioned to your manager um, on this podcast as well on the show that um, the spread of scores was very important. Obviously, Joanne Case is going to take a lot of, head- lot of headlines, but the scores were spread uh, when it, when they needed to be against a very, very tough tackling Derry defence. Yeah, their defence were very tough. And in fairness to Joanne, like the strength she showed and just mentally to be able to stand up for those threes because there wasn't just, I think a lot of people are talking about the last one that went over to win the match, but there was two or three before that as well to get us back to get us back level with Derry and I just oh I don't know how she did it in fairness she's super she's just her experience and, and her knowledge we're always saying it we're just so lucky to have her on the panel this year and yeah we're, we, we're down glad of her that day definitely Yeah 7 frees in total from Joanne but as you said the confidence that this group of players has gained not just from Joanne but I think to be fair to you over the course of the season Hayley you can probably look back on it now even though you're focused on an All-Ireland final that's coming up but the team has gotten better and better with every game 100% yeah I think right throughout the league in fairness the management we're trying different things trying different players in different positions and how we can like as a team play and we've come up with a system back from the very start of the year and we're still playing that system so I think everyone's gotten used to their role people have different roles in the panel and everyone's gotten quite used to their roles and I think we've just developed and we gelled as a group of players as well so we're just yeah we've, we've really improved and hopefully that'll stand to us now in, in, on August 7th Indeed, and playing against Galway in Croke Park is going to be a special occasion for you, for the team, for everybody associated, all the supporters that are coming up. It's going to be a big Cork contingent because there's two teams involved. Hopefully, as many as possible will get in early to watch you and support you. But playing at Croke Park in an All-Ireland final is, is a smashing occasion for a player. How do you handle the nerves, Haley, before big matches like that? Are you a nervous player by, by nature or are you quite calm and collected? <laughs> we'll see now. We'll, we'll see in August 7 how I handle the nerves. But um, no, I think I think... There's a lot of girls in our panel, to be fair, that have kind of um, been involved with an, an intermediate team or a senior team that have reached Co Park. And I think a lot of people are kind of sharing their experience, you know, of 
how to deal with the nerves and the preparation and things like that. And most are just saying to enjoy the build up. Um, I was involved in 2017 when the intermediates got there, but I feel like now it's different because I'm more, I suppose, more kind of involved with the actual team. So it's kind of, we're all just kind of telling each other just to enjoy it and we're just staying relaxed. Still the same, same bit of crack at training. Obviously, it's very serious as well, but it's important not to change things, just not to change how you, your approach, your, you know, your breakfast and everything like that. And hopefully, nerves wise now, I don't know how they'll be on the actual day, but so far, it's about everyone's calm and, and, and still enjoying training and, and the build up. Yeah, and the very best of luck to the Cork Intermediates. Uh, Hayley Ryan there, of course, uh, our own Hayley Ryan, uh, presenter on Red FM. Best of luck to her and uh, Trevor Coleman beforehand, the manager. Uh, so uh, hopefully uh, they can they can land uh, their title before, of course, the senior decider where uh, Matthew Toomey's met... Uh, Sorry, Matthew Toomey's side take on Kilkenny in the Camogie's decider. Uh, Matthew spoke to Jar during the week. Ahead of this year's uh, Camogie Senior All-Ireland Final at Croke Park between Cork and Kilkenny, we're delighted to be joined once again by somebody who has given us so much time uh, that he's probably sick of talking to me in this stage. But that's the Cork Senior Manager, Matthew Toomey. Matthew, we are welcome back again for your weekly slot. How are you? I'd say it's more like the other way around. I'd say you're sick of listening to me. <laughs> not at all, not at all. Always good good insight from your good self, but we really do appreciate the time you've given to the Big Red Bench and uh, Cork Street FM this season, as well as all the other radio stations and press. It's been very helpful and it helps promote the game. Anyway, we're close to this All-Ireland Final. Um, instead of talking about everything that's gone before, let's focus on what's to come because you know the challenge that faces you with this Kilkenny team. You know how good they are, Matthew. You faced them in the league, a brilliant game that ended in a draw. Um, is there much you can take from that game or are we talking about a blank slate here coming into the All-Ireland Final? Yeah, I, 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 I'd be thinking it's nearly like night and day. Like, um, like we were still in the middle of a pre-season. I, I think they were the same and they did a few upheavals before us and after us. Like, so, no, I, I tell you what we'd be more looking at uh, Kilkenny is the, the Galway game last weekend. Um, I tell that's the Kilkenny we'd be facing, and you know there's, there's more than that as well. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a mammoth task. Um, they, they, they're like they're a huge physical team. They're all with the hold of very well trained, and you know they're they're I suppose after last year's um, defeat to us in the semi final, they're, they're still smashing over that. Like I've heard a lot of kind of talk about that now over the last few days, and. You know that 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 the, the carrot they want to pull out, and, and you know that's fair enough. We, we we would have been the same if we were playing Galway in the final. But look, Kilkenny are going to be huge. Um, it's a massive task for us. Um, you know the performance we had last Saturday. Like uh, the game is there to win. The semi finals are there to win, and, and that's all we want to do, no matter how we did it. But like you know, if we if we even consider um, put out the same kind of performance, like you know the, the game is over. Like you know, we, like we we know that, and look. That's something we're using as a positive as well. We, we, we know that the, the, the performance wouldn't be good enough to win in All-Ireland and we have to improve. And the, the, the best thing about this is the players know that more than more than we could say. So they, they were pushing this about the performance and, and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah you've mentioned the fact like that you know the full 60-minute performance is needed and the players know that. Has that, in a way, eased you know the pressure on the management team and that you don't you don't need to motivate these players any more than they need to be motivated that there's that carrot in front of them that they know they have to deliver a full 60 minute performance had you eased into the final Matthew is what I'm getting at you know breezed through this and gone to the final as overwhelming favourites it might be a bit more difficult but the fact that I think it's very hard to call between two such evenly matched teams as that National League game showed even though it's a different game now the fact that you need to deliver a full performance that's going to that's 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 really going to motivate the players and has this helped in the training and the build up to it? You, you couldn't be more but right yeah, absolutely that, that's that's the kind of talk they have themselves like they, they, they know they have to do 60-65 minute performance um, 
you know, they, they, these these players, I think you know a lot of them well known yourself as well, that they are extremely um, realistic with themselves. They, they'd be very critical of themselves and, and they, they, they have, like we did a lot of video analysis at the start of the week going through it all and they were making comments that like, we were actually taking on board as well, which is, you know, it's, it's very important, but they were very clear in our message to each other, like we, we have to give the best performance of the year. Um, I, I think looking back in the year, like, all the performances, I don't think we've reached our peak. I, I, I think I've said this too um, yeah. a few times. I don't think, and we're, we're just hoping that are we going to peak at the right time? Well, we, we have to peak at the right time if we want to win the Ireland. And like, we, we've been gauging, gauging, gauging all, all the way through. And um, like, we, we just feel like I, I, I think we're the best we've played is about seventy percent of our potential. I, I do believe, I, I strongly believe, there's more on this team. All we have to do is get. The right players into the, into the game and, and getting space and you know we haven't been doing that effectively and that that, that was our downfall against Waterford and, and they expressed that like you know the ball in was poor the runs were poor so if we just rectify a lot of that look we we've been with a show but if we if we continue with a kind of performance like we did last week it's, it's not going to be a nice place to be. Very true because this is a Kenny team with so many weapons up front, uh, as you well know, um, like Julian Malone, uh, Denise Gall as well. Who's, who's like the names, Mary O'Connor, Miriam Walsh, all these names trip off the tongue, and Katie Nolan as well. You've seen them and you've you've been up against them. Does it does it help the fact that so many of your players would have faced Kenny before on numerous occasions, and that there might not necessarily be nothing new, but that the fact that it's a familiar foe? Definitely, um, and I and I think you know down through the years there's a fair um, mutual respect between the, the, the sets of players. Like we were up at the media launch the, uh, the, in Co Park during the week, and, and like there's a girl there with them. Obviously, and the respect for both teams is, is huge, um, and we would have a lot of respect for Kenny. But the the, the fact, no, like we say, the, the matchups and all that, like you know who, who's going to take Miriam Walsh. We we have it in our head. We know who's going to mark Miriam Walsh. We, we, we've seen it, and we know who's the potential to mark them. The players. There's, no, like, there's, no, there's going to be no surprise here. Like if, if they if they play to a full belt and we play to a full belt, it could be an absolute cracker. But like, there's nothing going to be out there that's we, we, that's unknown to us. We know what they're, what they're capable of doing. And so it's, it's a, for us to nullify that. And um, with the Waterford game, like it was a bit kind of a unknown because players excelled that we didn't expect to excel. But like we know Kilkenny inside out, they know Cork inside out. So it's just going to be. Like I would even attack the first as who performs best on the day. We'll we'll do it, and who the, the, I suppose the big thing about desire, like, but it, it, I I don't think that's going to be an issue with us. But desire, like, because we're we're, we're like I know these players, like they're ready to go. Like as soon as they, I, I think you commented on it a few times during the year as well. After last year's on Ireland final, um, there was there was work there, but it was a fierce determination to get back into it, and that's what's for me to take on the job, and and it, that's still it's today, like. It, it's just their determination to, to, you know, to put in the right performance on the right day. We did it last year. Like I, I would still prefer to lose. Um, or sorry, I prefer to win a, a poor final than to win or lose a, a great final, which was last year. Like, but we just have we have a job to do, and it, it's up to us now. To, if we if we put in the performance again, as they say, we'll have a crack off it. Um, I really don't want to go over all ground with Ashley Thompson and what happened and what didn't happen and how it all figures. So what I want to focus on is how proud are you of of her now and the way she performed in the semi-final and how, how happy are you now to have somebody like her zeroing in on an All-Ireland final and is it easier for her now to focus on the final because it means she doesn't have to think about what's happened in the past. She can just focus on that match. Definitely and I, I, I think her, like she was interviewed after the game last Saturday and I, I thought you know, it's, it's, it's typical Ashling. Like again, there's a perception out there that Ashling's this big toughie and 
whatever. Like we've all made a mistake. The national's no different to that. But it, the Dashing Thompson, now you know, is totally different than the perception that some people have of her. She's just an absolute brilliant girl. Um, when she's on the field, she's an absolute leader. She's the, the skills are un, 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 unreal. Um, but what she brings into the team is just something incredible. But like extremely proud of her the way she handled everything. Um, you know, it was you know just typical her. Um, you know, we 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 told her from day one we had her back, and I, I think that really reassured her. Like we we were going to do everything we could to, to you know try and try and get her in, back on the field and. You know, she played us back in spades and, you know, just the exhaustion of her, even like, you know, she missed the first 20 minutes, but she just gave her hands all for the 40 minutes she was on the field and the exhaustion after the, the, the match was unreal because she just, she wasn't going to let it slip. You know, she was, you know, disgusted that the, like, she put herself in the position I suppose it was and uh, left the teammates down, but like, you know, she played them back in spades, like, and, and that, that's Ashton, that's Ashton comes to me, Nolan. Indeed, it is. And just finally, before I let you go, I mean, you probably haven't had time to think about it because you're the Cork senior manager. But the, far, the fact that Trevor Coleman and the Cork intermediates are going to be in Crow Park for an All Ireland final, the fact that the Cork under 16s um, are contesting an All Ireland final, and the fact that the Cork minors have already won one, I mean, inter-county level Cork Camogie is in an incredibly healthy state I know your focus is only on the senior setup of it and focusing on winning in All-Ireland but it must give you an immense sense of pride as a Camogie person and a Camogie man for many years Matt you'd like to, to see the county doing so well and it does bode well for the future it, it, it is only like you know it's, like, I suppose as you say we're, we're on our own bubble we'd be concentrating on ourselves like but um you know, I, I I travel up to Dublin the other day with Trevor, and you know, myself and Trevor become good friends down there. Like, it's, 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 you know, he's a yeah. top class guy, and, and, and the amount of work he put in, like, it's no different to what we're putting in. So, like, it's it's brilliant because, like, you know, the amount of players, it's like the conveyor belt is unreal coming up to 16 to minors. Like, so Donny Daly, Jerry Wallace, there's first credit to them as well. And, and like, you know, the main thing I suppose focus the cock has to have is they don't take their off the ball, like, you know. You know that this has to keep. You know the players are out there. Um, obviously my daughter's no playing camogie and all that, and I'd be watching other games and the talent coming up and doing great as well. There's individuals out there that are just ridiculously talented. So it's just up to the people in charge and the outfit setting them because like I'm dealing with them all the time that they're, you know, just they keep this thing going and keep the conveyor belt going. We don't take that off the ball because look, we might end up with the minor All Ireland before. Who knows? But it's just very, very important that we just keep that thing going because we take the eye off the ball. You know, it's a very slippery slide in. Indeed it is, but at the moment it's uh, it's in a certainly a very healthy state as we said. Look, um, it, everybody here at Corkshire, everyone in the county and everyone certainly on the big red bench, not just for everything you've done for us this year, but heading into the All-Iron Final, the very, very best of luck to you, Matt, because um, after every what a year it's been, but all that matters now is this one match against Kilkenny. I really hope you, uh, the management team and the players come through, um, and if not, it's it, look let's stay positive I think you have a fantastic chance here this team is growing it's getting better with every game it needs to deliver a full 60 minute performance but you're on the cusp of something special Matthew and we wish you all the best in the All-Earned against Kilkenny and George thanks very much for you too as well and you know the support you've given us all year and, and the coverage you've given us like has been immense and, and you know it's very much appreciated by all the players as well I can tell you that and our hope is that look Cork will great to follow the lads it would be great if we got a good support up in Cork Park next Sunday Excellent stuff, Matthew Toomey there with Jar ahead of tomorrow's uh, Senior Camogie All Ireland final. And finally, let's hear from Fiona Keating.
ahead of uh, next weekend's All-Ireland Senior Camogie final in Crow Park between Cork and Kilkenny. We're delighted here on Cork Street FM's Big Red Bench to be joined by Cork Senior Camogie player Fiona Keating. Fiona, how are you? I'm good there, how are you? I'm doing really good. It's a busy time, so we appreciate you taking time out of a very hectic and important schedule ahead of an All-Ireland final appearance once again for you. Um, can I put it to you, the fact that you're going back to Crow Park so soon after the semi-final that it might actually have been an advantage to play up there so recently or does that have any effect on you when the ball is thrown in against Kilkenny? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's great to get up there for the semi-final to be playing in Crow Park again. I mean, Matthew was only saying it earlier training that, you know, it's some of our fifth time playing in Crow Park in the space of the year. Um, and, you know, I suppose for the younger girls coming on to the panel this year, we have we have a good few of them, to be fair. So, I mean, getting up there for the semi-final and even for them experiencing it um, was great. So I think, yeah, that would stand for us for the, for the final as well, to be fair. It's so funny to hear you saying the younger girls coming on to the panel. It makes you sound experienced and, dare I say it, a little bit uh, involved with a long time, but that's not the case. But it does show you that the the general um, age profile of this Cork team is quite young now. Yeah, I mean, like, even the likes of, you know, Maeve Murphy coming in this year and starting for in the back and her in the All-Ireland final. I mean, like, you know, for me, it was only my first time starting in it last year. And, you know, I nearly consider myself in the middle age category at this stage, which kind of tells it off at the age of 21. Um, but, you know, it's great, like, even, you know, seeing the underage, the under-16s, the minors, you know, all winning all around them and all that, you know, it's just great for Kogi even, you know, in a few years' time when I reach the later stage and later in being in the older category even, um, you know, seeing all the younger ones coming through and how much talent there is, you know, it's great for Cork Mogi and seeing a load of silverware come back to Castle Road is great. Indeed it is. We have three finals in the space of seven days, which is something a fantastic achievement. And not forgetting the Cork minor achievement already this year. It's been a, it's been a vintage year for Cork Camogie, but that doesn't matter when the ball is thrown in against Kilkenny on Sunday. Now, this is a, a team and an opponent that you know extremely well, especially after last year's semi-final. Um, familiarity between the two of you means there's likely to be no surprises. You know each other pretty well inside out, and that's not even a cliche. You've just played each other so often, don't through the years. Cork and Kilkenny at this level, at the top end, of senior camogie know one another um, in that regard is it a little bit easier that you're going in against somebody that you know but that you know if you don't bring the full 60-65 minute performance that you're going to lose I mean yeah it goes without saying you know that Kenny will be out for blood now for the All-Ireland final especially after last year's um, semi-final against us but you know I suppose at the end of the day it's up to us and what we bring to the table next Sunday and you know down to performances and stuff um, to see you know who wins that, or who's lifting that old Duffy Cup at six o'clock Sunday evening. But I mean, yeah, like you know, Kilkenny are a great team. We've have, have so much respect for them, and we've seen their semi final against Galway. And you know, they're well able to play hurling, and they're very physical. And you know, we just have to match that on the day, and you know, play away as we can. Yeah, uh, that is it. That's all we have time for. Best of luck to the two teams tomorrow. Hopefully it's going to be a Rebel Double and uh, you can stay up to date on the At Bigger Bench Twitter account throughout the day. Uh, Rory will be here tomorrow evening as well to bring you all the reaction on what will be uh, a huge day for Cork Camogie. Uh, if you missed us, you can catch up on uh, redfilm.ie, the Big Red Bench uh, podcast. And until then, until tomorrow, um, that's it. And enjoy the day tomorrow if you are travelling up. And uh, yeah, like we said, very best of luck and to our own Hayley Ryan as well on the Intermediate Panel. Stevie G is on the way next. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM.